no better way to get better at football than playing football. So like, Taylor's gonna finish it. I've always been confident in my abilities. I think you know I'm a guy that can go out there and I always believe in myself that I'm gonna get open and, and make the play if they throw me the ball. The third, right end zone shot for Pierce. He caught it. Oh, what a! Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Colts cast. We're here to talk about everything and anything in the Indianapolis Colts. My name is Eric Smith, co-host of the Colts cast. Alongside me, as always, I have co-host Jamal Lawrence here. Yo, yo. Yo, if you're on YouTube, hit that subscribe button right now. Right now. Don't forget to give us a like, comment below throughout the video with your thoughts. We'd love to hear from you all. It's the best way to support us, guys, and it's completely free. Ah, Jamal, I still haven't gotten off the, the euphoric high. I've been on since Thursday night. It's it's been a spectacular one. Um, for anyone who missed out on the historic night, sorry, you know who the Indianapolis Colts selected with their first pick. We don't even have to talk about it. Um, but if you were somehow living under a rock, it was Anthony Richardson at the fourth overall pick. Um, and and what's astonishing is you know Chris Ballard he and crew they they sat there they didn't give up draft capital to move up, nor did they try to opt to trade back for more picks at least in the first round. They stood firm. They got their guy. Colts Nation, tell us below in the comments section what you think about that pick. But on today's episode, we recap the entire draft. We're going to talk about every single player. Let's get right into it. Uh, you know Let's who we got to start out with first, Small. You know oh, who we, we got to talk start. about. I know who we're going to talk about. Hey, but before before we, we talk about him, I just want to – quickly talk about the Roz scores because I know that seems to be something big that's been popping up around And for for those of you who do not know what the Roz score is that's a relative athletic score so basically and this is directly off the website um, so it's a metric that takes all players NFL combine measurables their height weight wingspan hand size athletics and drill results and boils them down into one number on a scale of zero being the lowest 10 to be in the highest and this season this offseason, Colts are during the draft. Colts ended with a 9.49 out of 10. Uh, so fairly high, uh, which is just shy of what we had in 2021 of a 9.61. Now, some of you guys may be wondering how in the world did it go down a little bit, but let's keep in mind that the Colts drafted 12 players this year versus drafting eight last year. So four more extra players that kind of helps um water that number down. But I wanted just to bring that up because I've been seeing a lot of posts on Twitter. And a lot of things just throughout the internet talking about this raw score and, and how well Chris Ballard um, has done again with that information. And I am definitely happy. And we're going to talk about you know some of these players and you'll understand why that score is so high as we go through. Uh, but I just want to remind everybody that, you know, Ballard definitely goes for that eye test. You know, he, he goes for the traits test. Um, so that helps that number out a lot. But I know that some of you guys probably have been seeing that number. You may have been questioning what it is or uh, you know, the relativity of it. I just wanted to kind of give a quick breakdown of that before we jumped into all of our picks. Yeah, Ballard loves them high Roz players, and we're about to get into one right now. Yes. Anthony Richardson, round one, pick number four, quarterback out of Florida. Jamal, talk talk to him. Man, I think it's been super fun and interesting just to see um, the excitement of, of everything about him, uh, from him to his family to to – commentators down to our leadership's team themselves jim ursay you know jim ursay now that this is over i'm i'm gonna be seeing more and more news come out every day jim ursay said and one thing i already called reading said they were gonna pick him number one if we had the spot if we're at the number one spot they're gonna take him number one so it was clear that jim ursay has been high on him he was gonna be the future of the colts no matter what 
Um, Ballard said he wanted him from over a month. You know, so that means they knew at the combine that this is that guy. Shane Steichen had already talked to Ballard months ago after watching the film about him um, that he wanted him. So, I mean, this has clearly been a collective agreement across the board. Everybody was in the same wheelhouse for wanting Richardson. And they kept it under wraps. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. blew Will Levis smoke all around. They they did. And you know what's so funny? I forgot what I think it was. Oh, man. I can't remember what um, what podcast I was listening to one day, but it wasn't a Colts one. It was it was um, one on from an analysis or an analyzer. Um, and they basically were talking to Anthony Richardson about the teams he's talked to. And this was like the one time where I kind of thought it was kind of given away because they were asking him, hey, what teams have you talked with? And he was just kind of like, oh, I talked with this team, spoke with this team, spoke with this team. Then they asked about the Colts. And he kind of like shot away from the question. He's like, oh, yeah, you know, I've talked to them. And it was kind of it was kind of suspicious for back then. But of course, I didn't really pay any mind just because I'm like, you know, whatever. Um, so I, I'll be curious to know what their conversation was pre NFL combine during the combine and directly afterwards, because this interview came out like I think right after the combine was over. But it was just interesting to see like. He was talking this, this, this about every other team. And then got to the Colts. He just kind of shut down a little bit. So, um, but no, no matter what, you know, nothing leaked. And that was most important. Nothing leaked out of that information or, you know, out of anything. And I, I just wish I could be a fly on the wall to hear like how they sold him or how he sold them on picking him. Because I can imagine both parties wanted, you know, what was best for each other. Yeah, I, I I'm glad they took him. I mean, yeah. he was the fan favorite, Mr. Unlimited Upside. I, I'm, I'm happy here. NFL combine record breaker. Mm-hmm. Enter, enter Anthony Richardson. Yeah, so just to talk about him even more, he's got that elite arm strength, high-end mobility, can extend the play, deliver on the run. I mean, we, we we like this. We have our new QB1. Yes, there are some wrinkles in his game when it comes to mechanics and accuracy, but look, you guys believe in Shane Steichen? I would hope so. I believe he's going to unlock his true potential. Like, can you imagine JT and Anthony Richardson back in that backfield? Can you? I think it's going to be a beautiful sight for us, especially as Colts Nation. I, I, I'm, I'm ecstatic about the pick. Uh, there's really nothing more to say. Uh, I know you touched on the Ross score. I'm, I think he scored a ten out of yeah, ten. Yeah, no question. NFL Combine record breaker. All right, entering round two, pick number forty-four. Traded back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Traded back a little bit. And we picked up Julius Brents, cornerback at Kansas State. So <laughs> I, I knew what the Colts were doing with the with the trade backs here. Why take a cornerback in the 30s when we're sure we're gonna get the one in the 40s? Because just just how the draft was going in the second round, you didn't you didn't really see defensive backs going off the board. So Value Ballard, he gets his corner with a rare blend of length and size. He's he's six foot three tall. You know that that that's big at cornerback. Um, wingspan measured at six ten, six foot ten inches. Uh, I think that's the highest ever of any cornerback uh, since they started measuring um, the wingspan back in 2018. So again, athleticism, uh, these these traits, these physical traits. Something you can't coach, but love his ability in the run support as well. So I, I did like this pick because I did want a cornerback. I will say, however, I was I was a big fan of Cam Smith, who was still on the board. That fast, physical corner, productive ball hawk. 
but I'm happy with Brent's. Um, you know, his athleticism is off the charts, and I'm 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 content with it. Yeah, I I agree uh, with everything you just said there. I do think that you know this is what I mean. That wingspan is ridiculous, I, and I, I really think that they maybe have gone this route instead of the Cam Smith route because of maybe Cam is going to be more of that man guy versus I think Julius Brents. He can thrive a little bit in this in this zone defense. We know he's not the fastest one out there. You know, I mean, so I, right. I think that his his lengthiness um, kind of can hopefully make him excel in this. Uh, and of course, I'm sure being that hometown guy it, that that definitely played a little a little heartstrings and and the Colts organization. You know, they're really big on getting the hometown guys. Uh, but like you mentioned, I mean, this is a guy who's six three six ten, not afraid to hit anybody. I mean, last year alone, he had forty three tackles, three and a half tackles for losses, and four interceptions. So he's not afraid to put his body out there. Um, but I, I do think he'll thrive in this in this zone defense. I'm so glad we picked up a corner. You know, I've, yeah. I've been hammering one. <laughs> I've been hammering one for ever since we traded Gilmore. I said, you got to take a cornerback mm-hmm. here. It's it's a deep class. You can get a really good one in the second round. And we got Brents and we got Brents. So, yeah, but I, I just I couldn't see. Like, I kind of saw a guard, a tackle, maybe a wide receiver, but cornerback just felt right there. And. Yeah, you know, I saw a guard or a tackle right there, but I understand. I understand. You know, Ballard he he gave he gave the people what they wanted with the offensive weapon on the first round, so he was not going to let a, a defensive weapon slip in the second <laughs> round. You already know that. Lovely. <laughs> well, here's my favorite pick of the draft, round three, pick number seventy nine, Josh Downs, wide receiver, North Carolina. Man, we did an entire episode on him. Entire episode. Entire episode on him. What you, you like? You like this picture, ball? I, I like it a lot, and it's, it's it's oh man, it's such a crazy one because when we did that episode, I'm not gonna lie to you. This to me, it was a pipe dream. I was like, you know, if we can get him, that'll be perfect. I really think that he'd be a benefit to us. And then when they called his name, I was like, oh man, how did this happen? Like this, this is great. We talking about a guy back to back thousand yard. Uh, seasons at UNC, UNC, 90 plus receptions both seasons, eight plus touchdowns. I mean, this dude was all over the place. Said that Reggie Wayne told him during the the combine that he was the best wide receiver in the draft. Uh. What? And what better place to be than Indy? The guy who told you that you were the best receiver in the draft, dog. You now you're on the squad, so prove it. And and what I like about Josh Downs so much is I've been saying I've been saying for months, for the year, for forever that. The wide receiver room doesn't have that fire. They don't have that that electric playmaker. This is the guy, and I, I talked about it during during the episode. We both talked about it. We need that electric player to be in the locker room, to be in that wide receiver's room, to make everybody better. Now, of course, we're talking about a small guy, 5'10", compared to a 6'3", uh, Michael uh, Pittman, or a 6'2", um, Alec Pierce. I may have the height just off. I injured two for each one. But... This guy's going to be an explosive guy. He's going to come in there in that slot position. He can jet sweep. He can catch the ball across the middle. I mean, you, there's his uh, his options are unlimited for him, and he has that drive and that determination. I don't know if you guys saw the video um, when he was you know, being welcomed to the team. I mean, the emotion on his face, this dude is ready to come out there and, and be the best he can be, and that's what we need, that confidence, that confidence and ready to work. It's the extra push, and when I just think about – the speed factors that we're adding on to the team, that's what we want. We got the running back. We got the quarterback. We got a slot receiver. 
three speed demons. That is what the Colts need across the board. It's funny. Nobody was talking about Josh Downs when we were talking about yeah. him. <laughs> Am I right, Jamal? You ain't wrong, dog. <laughs> <laughs> I could not. I Everything you just said was spot on. I, I could not believe that Josh Downs was available this late. Mm-hmm. I guess people were put off by his size, the, the, the size concerns. I Okay, that's fine. Right. Still one of the best route runners in this wide receiver class. Like you said, Reggie Wayne, he said, we got the best one. So the, the Colts get a stud in the third round. You know, also, I, I, I heard Chris Ballard said they tried for 30 minutes to trade up for this guy. Tried for 30 minutes to trade he up knew. for down. Couldn't orchestrate a trade, though, and it still fell to him. So really, you have to think. At this point, we're 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 still at the almost the end of day two. You got to think the Colts are killing, absolutely murdering these draft selections because you you get downs. You get give me that Tyler Lockett two point Like I said, that route running wizard, explosive ability, deadly in open space. <sighs> Those contested catches for a five. He, 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 he's small. He plays big. Dude, jumping like he's six six every time uh, he goes yeah. up. Every ball. And we don't even need him to do that. Mm-hmm. And all that backed up with a productive career. Sure, he's probably he probably wasn't number one, number two, number three wide receiver on everyone's draft board, but he's probably up there at four or five or six. I'm I was shocked. I think this is the absolute steal of the draft. We wanted some additions to the wide receiver room. Well, we just got it, and a guy that killed it at North Carolina, and I, I can't wait to see what he does. He, he's 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 going to be a compliment to Anthony Richardson, Gardner Minshew. It's going to be great. Uh, he's he's going to replace Paris Campbell. Probably has a higher level, higher mm-hmm. potential than Paris Campbell, for being honest, because Paris Campbell wasn't healthy. I Josh, Josh Downs doesn't really have any health concerns, so let's get it. I I believe this is an A plus steal the draft best draft 100%. pick. So 100 percent. That's that's what I see. So and overall, I, I think the Colts did a really good job. But let's move on to round four. All right. Pick, round four. Yeah. Well, number 106. 106. The young man by the name of Blake Freeland, offensive tackle Talked from BYU. This guy too. Oh, I'm <laughs> you, like I said on Twitter, O'Baller was he was tapped into us. He said these dudes know what they're talking about. Let's go ahead and let's go ahead and work with them. Six eight. 302. I mean, I just want to repeat that. 68. 68. That's massive for one. <laughs> Freaking huge. 302. Now, when we talk about 302, that's a small frame for for someone who's 68. Uh, I, I definitely know he will get much, 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 much bigger once he gets his NFL workout regimen going on. I mean, I probably think 15, 20 pounds they'll put on him within the first two years, you know, of him being being in the NFL without question. Um but he played both left and right tackle in college. I mean, this is talking about a guy who has great foot speed, great lateral movement, uh, allowing him to get uh, to get out and be a lead blocker, which is going to come in big handy when we got Josh Downs fast dude like that going out. Or, you know, anytime we have any kind of screens to JT, I mean, we're going to need someone who can laterally move and get to that next level. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I don't see him being a starter, you know, this season simply because I, I think that he has some work to do, uh, which I'm completely fine with. You know, he... He needs to develop his hand placement and, and anchoring his hips. And those are super important because I feel like his athleticism that he has, it kind of works against him because when you're at that athletic, as he is for someone who's 6'8", 302, 
you kind of forget about the, the the basics, you know, anchoring down your hips, getting your hands in the right spot. Because if you can move laterally, if I can get in front of you, typically somebody that big going against a cornerback, uh, you know, who is, you know, 6'1", 180 pounds, it's not, it's not that big of a deal. But when you have someone shifty, who like a shifty linebacker or someone who you can't get your hands on, even though you can get your body in front of them, it's not going to work. And when you're six eight, if you're hips, you can't anchor down. You're going to be towering over everybody else. Your center of gravity is way too high. Your center of gravity is going to be more at your belly button than it's going to be, you know, in your butt. So I think that's something where we're going to have to develop him. Uh, but I'm not too concerned with developing that because I think when he packs some more pounds and those tree trunks get bigger that he has, it's gonna it's gonna naturally sink his center of gravity, which is exactly what we what we're going to want. Um, so, like I said, I think that he won't be a, a, a definitive starter, but he's going to be able to sit behind Braden Smith, learn to get some reps there. And and I wouldn't be surprised. You know, I, I, I don't know how comfortable I feel about him being left tackle right now just because he is a little inconsistent. Um, but I could easily see him getting some reps behind Ryman if he stays, if Ryman stays at starting tackle because we did the same thing to Ryman last year. We threw him to the wolves, you know, we threw him to the fire. And now I think it was a little bit of a needier situation. Uh, but what better way to learn than, than by making some of these mistakes? So I wouldn't be surprised to see him jump in for a few reps here and there at left tackle um, throughout the season. But I definitely think that he, once we get him in and, and the offensive line, Tony Sprano gets a chance to work with him and we pack on some pounds with him. Like I said, that hand placement, you can teach that. He's going to have to learn how to do it because you're going to be in hand fights all the time with elite defensive linemen in the NFL. But then anchoring those hips, when he puts on more weight, that's going to sink those hips down more because that weight's going to go to his to his lower half of his extremities. So I, I think that it's going to kind of just play right in his favor. And in, within a couple of years, I think he'll be a, a huge player for us, uh, whether that be a left or right. Swing tackle. Yeah, I, I I think I want to label him as that right now because we got Brandon Smith, Bernard Raymond right now. But swing tackle, babies. He's got those uncoach, uncoachable elements that that we always talk about. I mean, six foot eight. He tested phenomenally at the NFL Combine. Again, athletic guys. That's that's what that's what Ballard and team is just targeting. And look, it's it's worked out for him in the past. I mean, he. His athleticism is just off the charts, I believe. Um, way better run blocker than he is pass blocker. I think he's going to have to get better at that, like you were saying, um, at the next level. But, you know, he, he's going to be useful for us. We like this pick with our three-round mock draft that we did a month ago. We still like it here, especially on a day three pick. Let's get it. Yo, <laughs> round four, pick 110. You want me to try to pronounce this? Go ahead. If you don't, I'll try. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> it's a tough one. At a Tomiwa at a bow war. That's, that's it, right. That's solid. Yeah. I'm pretty did, sure that's how I heard it during a couple of uh, videos I was watching. At a Tomiwa at a bow war. I, I sound like an idiot <laughs> trying to do it. <laughs> the defensive end at a Northwestern. Um, I like this. Another athletic guy. I really think he. I'm glad we're investing in this defensive line. I actually thought this guy was kind of going to go maybe potentially day two, late day two, um, because he he's just, he again, combine performance. He he tore it up at the NFL combine. Um, he, he's a pretty, he's a really fast guy, man. He he runs a 4.49 <laughs> on the 40. <laughs> you know, he weighs 282 pounds. He, he's a 
Yo, he plays defensive line. That that's what I think is crazy, and I think he's going to be a great interior um, pass rusher for us. I think he's a very aggressive, physical player. I like this pick. I just I'm going to have to get the pronunciation down. <laughs> well, <laughs> but I'll work on that. I'm I'm trash at pronunciating names, so <laughs> that's where I'm at. Um, good player. I I think he's versatile. Like we we can play him almost anywhere on the line. Let let him eat, boy. Four four nine. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, four four nine. I think this is the fastest one of anybody over two hundred eighty pounds, like ever. That's Bruh. wild. <laughs> That's wild. Is Ballard not killing this? Like what? Yeah, yeah. What are he, people? I mean, what What does he see that other GMs and scouts I, don't see? I don't know. I don't know. But I, I I'll give it to him. He was he was looking at something good when he was looking at these rosters of people because. These it's, it's just a freak of nature when you think about that. I mean, like you said, he has the ability to play edge or be that interior defense lineman, which I definitely think of that three technique spot. He'll be huge, especially on those long drives, you know, where the offensive line is tired. And, you know, unfortunately, we're giving up a big drive or maybe it's just maybe not even so much a long drive, but it's a 10, 12 play drive. And I mean, we're rotating in every three plays between our defensive our interior defensive linemen. I think it's going to be huge. Um, and you know, as much as as much as we all love sacks, everybody wants sacks, 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 sacks. He has the ability to stop the run, and I think, in, in my personal opinion, that's going to be more important um, because we can have, you know, of course, we don't have Yannick anymore, but and I know he's the edge, or you know, the the LEO. But my point of that is, is even though he was someone who had nine and a half sacks for us, the run defense was so bad, like his run defense was so bad that it, it outweighed. Nobody like, wanted to talk about that. Exactly. It was just sacked. It was just, oh, how can we get rid of a player who's who's, exactly. who's got that many sacks for us? Well, he's a liability in, in mm-hmm. other facets. So, mm-hmm. but hey, we, hey, we're not talking we, about I, that. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. I just want to. I wanted just to give everybody that perspective of like, even though I know he only had that, you know, five and a half sacks last year, that run defense is what that's what sets him up for that next level. And I mean, again, somebody four four nine. I mean, not many running backs gonna be able to get away from him if he gets a, get a paw on him. So. That's a, that's a fast guy. Hopefully yeah. he's he's as quick as he is, you know, with the straight line speed mm-hmm. as he is laterally and and agile and things like that. But that's still a rick, ridiculous performance oh, yeah. on the on the forty yard dash. Um, getting right into so I'll I'll try to pick up the speed because we got a lot more picks to go. Um, I kind of want to get through all of them. Sure. Round five, pick one thirty eight, Darius Rush, cornerback, South Carolina. Look, this this guy was another fan favorite for us. Um, I really like Darius Rush. He he was a former uh, high school quarterback, and and then he was a wide receiver in college. And then they, I, I guess they Shane Beamer said, "Nah, we gonna <laughs> we gonna put you at that corner <laughs> position because what Jamal, you are athletic again. Another yeah. athletic guy, 6'2", 198 pounds, uh, ran a ridiculous four three six in the forty yard dash." Um, I, I think Cam Smith, like people didn't really talk about Darius Rush because Cam Smith was, I mean, he, he, he had the better production in my mm-hmm. opinion. Uh, he's the better corner, but Darius Rush was just right there with him. Um, I, I think he's a ball hawk developmental prospect, but look, you, you're getting a guy that's got the length. Like I said, ball skills. Uh, I think he fits well into, into Gus Bradley's scheme. Hey probably has some special teams potential too i think this is great i know a lot of people really like darius rush that that were colts fans and and we got him we got him in we got him in round five again 
another good pick. Agreed. Agreed. You know, we, we talked about him as well. I'm not going to add too much more for what you just said, but I just really like this. Another cornerback who can play that zone and it'll be a huge help for, for us. I mean, um, ball skills, again, being a, a former wide receiver, all that, that, that just tells you right there, his ball skills are going to be there. He's going to be able to jump those routes when he needs to. So I'm ready to see what he can do. Yeah. I don't have anything else to add from what you said. Yeah. Let's get right into it. Round five, pick number 158. We have a lot of round five picks, guys. Uh, <laughs> Daniel Scott, safety out of Camp California. Look, this guy, uh, I thought he had a better year in, in 2021 than he did 2022. Um, he's going to add depth to to the Colts secondary, mainly in the safety position, and hopefully be a, a, a special teams uh, contributor. Um, a lot of people are pretty high on him, um, which is good. Because you know we've we've had ex- like last year, Rodney Thomas, yeah, came out busted up, um, outplayed Nick Cross. That's all I'm gonna say. But <laughs> you know, I let, let's add to the secondary. Let's add he, he can be a backup. He can be a rotational player. Um, that's all I got to say, really. Yep. Same same thing you just said. I mean, we got a lot of safeties. Of course, Julian Blackman is going into a contract year this year. Ronnie Thomas is a free agent. So right now he's still kind of sitting on the fence. But I think that he'll thrive at special teams. He'll kind of earn his wings at special teams. And he'll get that rotational uh, that rotation uh, once he can prove himself in special team games. So I think that um, I really look forward to seeing what he can do because I think special teams plays a huge part, for, obviously for any team, but for the Colts, especially last year, we watched what our special teams could do. It set us up for success, although we were not successful. It set us up so one more piece of the puzzle can come in and understand their role and, and their job is to be that that player until they get a chance to be on the main field. I think he's the guy for it. We lost Bubba Ventrone, so we'll see how our special teams acts next year. But I will say Daniel Scott is 25 years old. we got to remember that. Mm-hmm. He's an older prospect. All right, round five, pick number 162, Will Mallory, tight end Miami. I don't really understand this pick. This is the one head scratcher for me. I feel like our tight end room is really good. Could have used this um, on another positional need, you know, like guard or something, but that's just me. Um, I'm not going to take anything away from Will Mallory, but the, the fit, like from 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 what I've seen, he's he's not even like a blocking, like a really good blocking tight end. Right. So, and we have receiving tight ends. I'm, that's all I'm gonna say. Yep. No, you hit the nail on the head. That's only I was gonna say too. Our our room is stacked with the receiving tight ends. We unless he's gonna learn how to be a blocker or he's gonna be on special teams. I don't really understand this one. Sure. Round five, pick one number uh, one seventy six. Evan Hole, running back out of Northwestern. Um, look, add add to the running back room. Uh, Jonathan Taylor. He did get hurt. You know, last last season for a little bit, uh, this running backs one of the positions where you can just kind of plug and play almost unless you're at like that elite level where you transcend that position, essentially. But, hey, look, hopefully he can carve out a role for us. Um, I, I, I want him to be a good um, great in pass protection. That's what I'm hoping for. Um, I've seen that in his tape a little. So, he, hey. That's that's what I'm hoping be like a third down back for us. Catch some passes out the backfield. Maybe that's what will happen. But yeah, yeah, no, agreed. I was going to say the same thing about a third down pass. Uh, third down guys, what we you know is what he'll be used for potentially. And I I think that um again it's another one we're just building up more depth in the in the running back room uh, just across the board. Uh, so yeah, we'll see what happens for him and see how it pans out. Right, 
expectations for these late round picks is hoping they develop in the future. I don't expect Correct. them to be an immediate starter. Uh, round six, we didn't have a round six pick at first, but we traded back. Um, number 211, Titus Leo, linebacker out of Wagner. I'm going to be straight up. I don't really know much about him because I don't know much about Wagner football. Um, but I will say we needed a linebacker. I was, I was, I was curious when we were going to draft the linebacker because, you know, we just let Okariki walk. I was like, ah, maybe we need to fill up some depth there. But, um, you know, I, I think he, he could be someone, you know, let's see what he does. <laughs> I, I, I can't say much right now, Jamal, because <laughs> I, this is one guy I, I don't know anything about. I don't know if you do. Uh, no, I'm just going to correct you on this. Okay. Okay. Uh, just so people won't get mad at us, okay. um, but, yeah, but you're good. He's no longer here. Um, but yeah, no, I, I don't know too much on Titus Leo either. I, um, we'll see what the development can be for him. Um, I always kind of, sometimes get, I don't, I'm going to sound bad. I say sometimes I kind of get lost with the, the later picks because I know they're debt pieces and I know that they have the chance for the development, but I, I want to see just kind of once how the roster plans out for the 53 man roster and then kind of go more in depth to some of these later picks to see how they, how they have the potential to be even more for us. Mm. Hey, say less. Um, we got two more picks guys. Stay with us. Round seven, pick two twenty one. Jalen Jones, cornerback, Texas A&M. So we said, Oh, we drafted two cornerbacks. Let's get a third one. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. I'm okay because our cornerback room is lacking. I don't know what, you know, like, Dallas Flowers, Kenny Moore, Isaiah Rogers. I don't know how they're going to pan out. So let's add some more cornerback depth. Let's see what they're going to do. Uh, Jalen Jones, not really a productive player at Texas A&M, in my opinion. But again, athleticism is he, he's big, strong. Like he he's kind of like Brent's almost. Um, so hopefully, you know, he he thrives in this Gus Bradley scheme, just like Brent's will. And and we'll see. Get get him some development, and and we'll go from there. But I mean, he he was a five star recruit, and you know, but I, hey, yeah, Ballard likes building depth, and I, I think he enjoys kind of seeing people uh, work for what they got. And, and we know these these later picks sometimes they do end up being the ones who are I don't want to say seven round picks, but the the late three, four, five. They're sometimes the ones who make in the lead the longest um, because they have a little bit more to to prove to themselves. So I think he enjoys the, the competition that these guys bring to the table. So we'll see how that pans out for him. Yes, sir. Last but not least, round seven pick, number 236, Jake Witt, offensive tackle, Northern Michigan. Another athletic tackle here. I, I think we've been we've been hammering some tackles here because we got Blake Freeland. We got Jake Witt. So add into the offensive line. We needed to do that after last season. I'm I'm okay with this pick. Another developmental project, I believe, that's gonna be for the Colts, but Still, he's he's athletic, and <laughs> look, it, it it works out with our draft picks with Ballard. He he loves athleticism. Let's see if it works out here. Mm -hmm. Agreed. That's gonna be it, everyone. Look, it. I think it was a pretty good draft across the board. You know, I only had maybe one head scratcher in there. Um, let's see what pans out and what doesn't pan out. You know, we, last year we thought Nick Cross was the guy. He, he he was the guy in the preseason, did not did not pan out in the regular season. Uh Eric Johnson, people were high on him. I don't think he played a snap. So 
you know, it might look good on paper, guys, but we got to see what happens when the season starts. We got to see what happens two to three years from now. Got to see how these these guys develop or they fall off. But I'm not going to lie. Those first three picks, it, it felt good. Um, and then after that, there were some really good steals later on. So I'm going to give I'm going to give the Colts an A for, a for this draft. I think most people are happy. We got our guy at quarterback. We filled some cornerback and wide receiver uh, room with some some elite elite prospects, in my opinion. That that's all I'm gonna say, man. Yeah, I I think they get an A as well. I think uh, the organization did a, a good job on this draft, and I think the pan out will take some time to see how it goes. Uh, but for everybody who's probably wondering, in my eyes, Ballard's still not off the hook yet. Um, I, I'm gonna <laughs> stand firm with that because I think that Shane Steichen had a whole lot more to do with this than than we realize, especially when we look at some of the passive drafts in the past versus this aggressive draft this year. Um, I think that Steichen had his hands in the pot a lot, you know, and and he kind of changed the tide in in a good way for for what the Colts needed. So Ballard, again, you did a good job overall, but you're not off the hook yet. You know, I need to see this thing pro, uh, pan out, and like you mentioned, Eric, two to three years down the road because. To me, this is a hot seat year for for Ballard. I mean, if if this doesn't pan out the way it wants to, and and it stinks, and from his defense, because you just picked up your your uh, franchise quarterback this year, but you kind of have just this year to prove it. Well, you got a lot of other pieces to the puzzle now that should come in and help benefit and make your your franchise quarterback stand up and stand out. So you ain't off the hook yet, uh, Sykin. I think he's in here. He's ready to play. He he wants to he wants to show everybody how aggressive he is and and that he wasn't just he he wasn't just a behind the scenes guy for the for the Chargers or for the Eagles. Like I think he he had a lot more to do with the organization's success than than people probably would want to still give him credit for. Um, so I want to see how he's going to stamp up and and make these guys stand out this season. It's gonna be it's gonna be a great season. Yeah. Uh, even if we only get five or six wins. Oh yeah. It it can't be as bad as last year. We saw the historic <laughs> losses and fourth quarter breakdowns that we had. Just I'm going I'm to just give it to y'all like this. Matt Ryan's athleticism, and then we got Anthony Richardson. Yeah. I know you off can't see it because we're off, we're off the camera at this point, but <laughs> it is, it is going to be exciting. The, the Colts have an awesome fan base. We're, we're great. Like Even when we sucked last year, those stadiums were filled. Imagine what it's going to be like this year. Guys. Oh, man. It's going to be crazy. <sighs> so – Lovely, lovely draft, guys. That That's going to be it for us. Thank you for listening to the Colts cast. Got a giveaway coming soon. Be on the lookout for that. We are live on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or any platform you use to listen to podcasts. We'll be back next time to give you some more Indianapolis Colts content. Y'all take care. Take care.